Welcome to the Capgemini Salesforce podcast series. I'm talking today with Mike King, the Chief Technical Architect for the Capgemini North America Commerce Cloud practice. Hi there. Glad to be here, Andy. Dan Sweeney, the Field Service Capability Leader for Capgemini North America. Well, Andy, glad to be here. And Aziel Carrillo, the Solution Architect for Capgemini Mexico. Hi, Andy. Glad to be here. So we're a week out from Dreamforce 19, uh, and there's been a lot of interesting announcements. Uh, I'd like to talk with you all a little bit about uh, Customer 360 and API-led connectivity. Now, to me, that sounds an awful lot, Mike, like the cross-cloud work that you've been doing as of late. Uh, do you agree? Do you disagree? How does this align with what you were thinking you were working on going into Dreamforce? Yeah, it's a great question, Andy. It's it's actually it's complementary. It really is a is a separate concept from the cross cloud integration work that that we've been exploring lately. Um, when you talk about the integration options between multiple different Salesforce clouds, there's really kind of four main ways to do that. There's the point to point connectors. There's MuleSoft. There's Heroku, and there's Direct APIs. Those are all about moving data around between systems and synchronizing it. Customer 360 is different. Customer 360 is a, is a reconciliation engine uh, that is responsible for finding common customers in your different systems and assigning them a, a global party ID that helps you know that it represents the same individual, but it doesn't, at least at this point, actually move data around between systems. Does that make sense? It does. Now, let me let me ask you a question. And, and I mean, I was a Dreamforce, but of course, I was mostly interviewing people and working the booth. So I didn't do many sessions uh, on this topic. Uh, I read this and my immediate thought was, is it an ID that's internal to each Salesforce org slash customer? Or are they talking about giving me an ID that I can send to third parties that they'll recognize as well? I mean, like a, a DUNS number or a social security number, just how privacy concerning is this yeah it's a it's a uniquely generated id specifically for this purpose it's called a global party id in the customer 360 parlance and it then gets associated to the customer record in salesforce the customer profile in commerce cloud in marketing cloud the customer record um, so it gets distributed and there could be you know for example in the commerce cloud world if a customer is placing anonymous orders that global party id actually gets associated with each of those orders separately from the customer account so it can really go out and get tagged to a lot of different things depending on what rules are in place but it doesn't represent any real world way of identifying that individual without in the absence of the greater context of of what it's tied to got it so dan looking at uh, at the three customer 360 announcement it looks like they're making a pretty healthy push into service cloud uh, into the agent console having components that would give a, a service agent a view into uh, into commerce into shopping cart into even marketing cloud activity how does all this impact the work that you do well i think when you look at overall right a lot of the previous thinking was that you know, field service could not cross over to the other clouds. And I think that the the way that they've positioned it, right, there's going to be a, a link to commerce, sales, as well as other types of, you know, offerings within the Salesforce suite that you can leverage from a, a field service standpoint. 
some of the, the service cloud uh, lightning components that give a service agent a view into commerce, into shopping carts, and that kind of thing. Uh, is, do you know if that's going to extend into the, the mobile app, into the field service mobile app, so that it's available to somebody in the field as well? I think that may end up being part of CG Cloud and their kind of mobile app that they're thinking of. I don't think it'll necessarily go into the field service lightning mobile app, but I think that's still uh, yet to be decided. Got it. So, Mike, back to you. Is it just me, or does this sound like it's complicated and it's going to take a while to really shake out how we make this work for our clients? It seems to me that the trickiest thing about getting Customer 360 up and running is going to be having a large enough kind of representative data set in order to build the reconciliation rules that are going to help you figure out um, if you're matching your customers by email address, is that enough? Uh, by postal address, you know, what if there are, you know, people that live at the same address or if people's email addresses change over time? I think this is really where the, you know, the grit of customer 360 is. It's, there's a lot of power there, but there's also a lot of po- possibility for, for false matches. Uh, so where I, I see the complexity as consultants is going to be working with our clients to make sure that we have a data pool that represents real customers in a secure way that doesn't expose private information in order to build these rules in a customer 360 sandbox and then simulate them in in a real environment i think it is quite powerful but i think there's there's a lot of of things that need to be considered to make sure that we're we're reconciling real records without exposing much even really to us as the consultants Sure. So you, 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 Dan, and I are all in North in America, in the U.S. Uh, Aziel, for Mexico, what I, I'm not familiar with the privacy laws there. When you, when you hear us talking about this, and you look at Customer 360, do you just go, "This is great," or is this going to cause you uh, and potentially your clients concerns? No, actually, uh, some of our clients, uh, like. Uh, uh, global client we have here in Mexico uh, are, are looking to, to uh, 360 solution and Salesforce Commonplex uh, because makes uh, the total sense uh, because all, 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 the, all the information they have, it's basically uh, disparate in, in different systems, you know. So that makes total sense for, for, for what their customers want. Got it. So uh, jumping to uh, API-led connectivity, uh, which I, I think is related to customer 360, and I, I think you just you just walked us into that. So, uh, Mike, again, I, I think I'm going to, as our, as our cross-cloud expert, um, it's not clear to me from what I've, I've heard about customer 360 that it spans more than just Salesforce products and services. Do you know if it's purely Salesforce or, or can it use MuleSoft to connect to on-prem non-Salesforce systems and apply the same sort of matching and identification? There is, there's absolutely some ambiguity between what uh, a MuleSoft-based solution for API-led connectivity provides and what some of the other Salesforce, either the point-to-point offerings or tools like Customer360 provide. Uh, what I would say is that Customer360 is designed to be um, extensible. So, so there, if not for initial GA, there will be the ability to integrate with other data sources and then provide those same types of matching rules so that you can reconcile data from your, from your ERP or something with your, with your Salesforce customer data. 
obviously that's probably not going to be the same prioritized, productized, supported integration as bringing together all the Salesforce clouds. But again, it, it doesn't, it doesn't move the data between systems the way MuleSoft would. So if you wanted to make sure that marketing cloud, for example, has all of the behavioral data that was picked up and tracked in commerce cloud or profile information from your in-store activity that's coming out of the POS in order to build journeys, that still needs to get moved around with either something like MuleSoft or a custom solution, you know, depending on what capabilities the, the client has. Yeah, so I'm 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 looking at my notes for this call, uh, and I, <laughs> I I literally laugh every time I look at them because uh, great API led connectivity is the the latest buzz phrase that uh, started to the best of my knowledge in in the mid '90s with uh, SOA service oriented architecture, uh, and I, I I laugh at that because our company called Web Methods was one of the very early SOA companies. I live in Northern Virginia where Web Methods was started. And I still remember as soon as I heard what they were doing for the first time thinking, why didn't I think of that? Uh, and, and the fact that it's now better than 20 years later and we're still trying to figure out how SOA slash API-led connectivity is going to work suggests to me that it's, it's a challenging problem that's not going away anytime soon. Uh, certainly if Salesforce can give us some um, uh, some tools for connecting disparate customer data and, and figuring out when it's the same customer and when it's related data, that would be, that would be fantastic because 20 plus years in, we're still struggling with how all that's going to work. So Dan, from a service cloud uh, field service uh, uh, perspective, uh, clients day and again, where this is public, so don't name clients, but how how much do you expect this to impact you in the next year of customer 360 and uh, API-led connectivity uh, information coming out of Dreamforce? I mean, I think it's going to be pretty significant, right? They're, um, <clears throat> the the clients that we see, you know, in healthcare as well as manufacturing, I see uh, a really, you know, significant need for that in both of those industries. And Mike, where do you do you think this is going to be impactful for for what you do next for the next year? Or are we still kind of in the early stages of this? It, it's going to be hugely impactful, and it's going to be uh, at least in the near term. It's going to be a place where there's significant consulting required. There are just so many options for how to integrate and connect systems even within the Salesforce ecosystem, not even kind of accounting for on-prem or third-party cloud solutions that that's the hardest part about navigating this right now. Where does customer 360 fit in with MuleSoft, fit in with the you know Salesforce marketing cloud to commerce cloud connector and, and how do those interact? Um, so that's going to be a lot of our time to, to sort through that and help clients understand what the best options are. To go back to something you had mentioned earlier about the challenges of API-led connectivity, I think a lot of the confusion that we're seeing in the marketplace right now, or that, that at least our clients seem to be experiencing, is uh, we have this platform from Salesforce called MuleSoft for connecting and integrating applications. And we also have these connectors, but the, the, the struggle is, or the tension is, that MuleSoft is its own fairly weighty product and its own licensing structure. And so you've got marketing cloud and you've got commerce cloud and you want to tie them together is the solution to 
get this big expensive third thing or is there a possibility in the future of something that could kind of tie them together a little bit more transparently um this is purely me riffing i have i have no idea what's on the horizon but um but i, I think there needs to be some more unified presentation of how to connect things than there is right now so for now we just navigate with the tools that are available well, and of course, we all work for Capgemini, and we are more than happy to help our clients figure out how to make all this work and what the future holds for this, of course. <laughs> That's right. Yep. <laughs> so, so Aziel, same question for you. Um, what kind of impact do you see Customer 360 and the, the API-led connectivity push having on Cap Mexico in the next year? Yeah, well, I, I agree with, with Mike because uh, some of our customers actually have the same issue that, that we're talking. Uh, they want to connect information from the clients and from the ERP and some other systems, and they have already SAP solutions, or they have Boomi, or they have MuleSoft, and they want to, they want from us the, the, the advice uh, for, for or of which, which method is the best for, for integrate their data. So I think that that impact will be uh, huge. Thank you for your time today. I uh, appreciate you talking to me and I uh, look forward to future conversations. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Andy. Thanks, Andy. Talk to you later. You've been listening to the Capgemini Salesforce podcast series. To learn more about Capgemini and Salesforce, go to www.capgemini.com forward slash partner forward slash Salesforce. 